Hello, hello. Hi, Nana. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just watching the days go by. I just had my first vacation in like a year and a half, but it now feels so long ago, like almost like it didn't happen. So, yeah. <laughs> it's sad, isn't it? This pandemic has done a number on all of us. It's actually insane. It's like yeah. all the days blur into one. Everything's going super fast and super slow simultaneously. And like you yeah. said, you do nice things and it's like, oh, so long ago. I feel yeah. like the refreshment should last a bit longer, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. I have no idea what is happening anymore. Oh. Like, I told my coworkers, I was in a work meeting, and I'm like, guys, I'm just going to start saying happy Christmas now because, I mean, we're already <laughs> Christmas. Like, no, it's like joke, like joke. You're right. We're going to blink and it's going to be late. the day. point. Yeah. Wild. Wild. But... Yeah, just like um, everything is going so slow and yet so fast. I feel like I've been saying we're at the tail end of season three, but we're still trudging along and there's still episodes left in this season. So we... <laughs> it's like, wow, you sound so bad about that. <laughs> I'm not mad. It's, 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 it's like so close yet so far. Like not I'm just really. ready, you know, for something new to wind down. Like it, it just has a new feel. Like we really went from a whole big Aiden hurricane eye of the storm and then it's like nothing is happening I, I and I'm like what and I'm trying to find my balance <laughs> yeah it's gone back it, I feel like the episodes have a certain vibe whenever Carrie isn't dating anybody yeah They're a little bit more I don't know how to describe it but it's gone back to that so I understand exactly what you mean it almost feels regressive but I still enjoyed it I enjoyed this week's episode actually well, maybe not if she's not dating anybody. I think when she's not dating big, it has a weird vibe. Yes. It's almost like we're caught up in the toxicity of their relationship. So the drama of that is not there. And you're like, so what are we even doing here? Yeah. So... yeah. And honestly, but... the whole time she was with Aiden, I was just irritated because she spent most of the time lying to him. So <laughs> it just made me angry for him. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, episode 15 was called Hot Child in the City. And I think this was one of those episodes where they were trying to shoehorn a theme and they beat it to death. Basically, it was just about children acting like adults and adults being them acting like children and just trying to like relive the adolescence, you know, and how it wasn't the best of times. And yeah, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes, I will say that. I just didn't enjoy it that much mm-hmm. because, like I mentioned earlier, shoehorning a theme. It's like they sit down, figure out a theme, and it was like any which way possible, we have to fit it in. No matter how on the nose or subtle, either way, just get it in, and I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. It made me, one storyline in particular made me angry, but the rest of it, yeah, I didn't love it, but I didn't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, maybe we can discuss it when we get there. But I have a question for you because I really thought I was imagining things. But yeah, okay. when when we get to it, I'll ask. Okay, so I'll just dive into it. I know I should give a summary, but like I said, I pretty much saying like trying to shoehorn um their adolescence because it's all of the ladies in some way going back to their middle school, high school years, but as adults, except Charlotte. So. <laughs> Charlotte is still struggling with the impotency of her husband. 
So Carrie tells us that 10 years, living in New York for 10 years makes you an official New Yorker, but to the trained eye, they can spot those who were born there. Then we are introduced to Jenny Breyer, the daughter of a wealthy restaurateur, and she had fired her last two publicists and has now hired Samantha for her upcoming party. It's for her bar mitzvah. I'm usually torn. I think both are right if it's a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah, but... I guess yeah, I, said, I thought it was bat mitzvah for a girl, right? I don't. I thought she and said bar, bar mitzvah. She did. She did. maybe yeah, because now I can't remember. Because I yeah. thought it was bar mitzvah for boys and bat mitzvah for girls. Yeah. Hmm. But then I heard her say bar. But I'm not gonna get into the whiz. Y'all get the gist. She was having a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. Fill it in with whichever one you you call Which it. Whichever one is correct. <laughs> Pretend we didn't say the other one. <laughs> yeah. So um, we see her, and in case you were thinking she looks very familiar because time has passed, that is Kat Dennings, who you may recognize from Two Broke Girls or from Thor, or if you're really into pop culture, she once dated Josh Groban. So... Yeah. And Drake, she went on a date with him And Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist I just really like her, she's one of my I just like her, I like seeing her In movies, so <laughs> Apart from Two so, Brothers, which was Awful, but anyway <laughs> <laughs> So we see her With Samantha, making all these grand demands Wanting in sync to be there And all that good stuff So Samantha asks her how old she is And finds out that she's 13 And says, uh, yeah, I'm done I don't do kid parties but um, Jenny pulls a power move and, you know, mentions all the power people that are going to be at the party and what it might mean for Samantha. So Samantha changes her mind and decides to do the party. So the girls are meeting for a new phenomenon, which is a power lunch at a haute cafeteria cuisine, which um, with Miranda in the most hideous green suit I've ever seen in my life. It, it was more the color or the shade of green. Is that the color of the puke emoji? <laughs> that green? <laughs> and I'm really sorry, but I didn't, you know, now you're saying I want to go back and watch because I didn't even notice Miranda's outfit because I was oh, so yeah, stuck on yeah. Carrie's. Did you see what she was wearing? Yes, I did. But oh, again, it, at least that, not that I'm prepared because season three, she's been wearing some. It's not even like color blocking, it's just like mismatch random patterns together. It was like a circus. It's like picking clothes in the dark. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was dyed top and bottoms, and she had on a bandana, like dressed like a fortune teller, and huge gold earrings. It was awful, awful, awful. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I made a note to say like Carrie had a bandana on for some reason, and her bandana was like a bright aqua blue. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's wearing a lot of pinks. So, yeah, she was just a candy floss walking. So Miranda is hovering to sit down and they're wondering why she's not. And then she tells them, oh, it's a cute guy alert. And I know I think I've said this before. We get on Charlotte a lot for, you know, aiming for marriage. But again, they're all boy crazy in their own way. So even Miranda and her whole you know, better than thou attitude or whatever. She is boy crazy. So they look around. They all agree he's cute. And he is cute, even for sex in the city standards, because we know they like to put some interesting looking people and say, oh, my God, he's cute. 
And Carrie tells her that she needs to take her tray over there. So this is the beginning of what I mean by shoehorning adolescents. It's like being in a cafeteria. You see a boy you like. You need to take your tray over, make conversation. So that's how it starts. So Miranda is telling them about trying to diagnose herself on the Internet because she's been having all these headaches. And Charlotte is all surprised and is like, you can do that? And Miranda quips like, you just type in your symptoms and wait for the word cancer to pop up. That got a huge laugh for me because me that too, is because it still applies, right? <laughs> that, that is fact. Like, <laughs> no matter what you put in there, yes. just wait for it. And because this cancer is so dangerous, you just never know. So, so it turns out that she's a tongue thruster, and she pushes her tongue against her teeth. Which I I have the same thing. I suffer from tongue thruster since you know I was a youngster. So, me too, Tane, me too. That <laughs> whole thing with her teeth, I'm just like, wow, are they, like, talking about my life yet? That's so funny that we all mm-hmm. have the same thing. <laughs> so, but the girls are not interested in what she has to say, and are instead trying to figure out how Miranda can get the attention of the cute guy. Carrie's all like, you can write a note. You can. She's been all her usual cutesy self in her mind, and she's like, you can write down your number, and Miranda's like, what are you doing? She's like, don't worry, I'll do it for you, and she writes down her number, um, Miranda's number, that is, and walks over to him. I have PTSD from how much these writers hate Miranda, so I was completely expecting him to say um, he liked Carrie instead. Yes. <laughs> but instead, he hands her a card and tells her, well, have Miranda call me. And I breathed a huge sigh of relief. I was like, oh, God, thank God. So Carrie, um, after the lunch, decides to go to her shoe repair guy to fix her soles, but f- turns out that it's now a comic shop. She asked the guy at the shop what happened to Artie, which is the name of the guy that used to fix her shoes. And he tells her that, oh, Artie moved because he couldn't afford rent. And the way comic book sales are going, it might be the same for him. He introduces himself and we find out his name is Wade Adams. They strike up a conversation and she tells him that she's a writer. In fact, she tells him, turn to page seven of the newspaper that you're reading. And then he asks her if she ever thought about writing comics. And Carrie says, isn't that more of a boy's thing? Oh, <laughs> Are you surprised? This is all very typical Carrie to me. It so. is. But it's just discovering this. With, this is the whole reason why we did this show. It's just discovering yeah. things with, you know, big, with older eyes. It's just like, yikes. Okay. So um, she's home. Oh. I should mention that I feel like the transition this episode was so terrible. It was so bad. Like, they'll be on one thing and then switch over to another. And I'm like, what are you trying to do? And I'll come up with examples as we go further. So we see that Carrie gets mail and Wade has drawn a comic saying that she has to call Power Lad. And Power Lad is, you know, his superhero name when they were talking in the comic book shop. And it included his name and his phone number. I have to say that that was cute. I yeah. think that was a good way, you know. Um, that was super cute. Her. That would so work for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just like effort, you know. Yeah. And so she says, like, you know, after seeing that, she felt compelled to call and thank him. I'm like, as opposed to what? Just not acknowledge it at all? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you really weren't interested, you wouldn't, would you? See, Some people are like that. They don't feel any kind of way. She was interested. <laughs> so, 
the next thing okay so this is my first example of the transition we see carrie getting you know the comic and trying to call and then the next thing we see is charlotte going online to find a diagnosis for trey and then she finds like some hydraulics that are like eight thousand. that's like five seconds and then we go back to um carrie and wade on a date and i'm just like what are we doing they're playing around. It's like a Dave and Buster's type place. We see them do that for like five seconds. Then we go back to Charlotte and Trey again. Yeah. They've <laughs> done it before. I can't remember the episode, but I think I was the one recapping it too, and it was driving me insane because I'm just like, how wow. am I supposed to recap this? Yeah, it doesn't work. It's very annoying. Like, just play it out or at least give it some mm-hmm. juice and then switch it out. But to just do one second, then go back yeah. to the other. And it's not even like. There was a theme where you could say, okay, it's a side by side and it's a comparison. It just didn't make any sense. But I feel yeah. like they do that to try and keep like the energy level of the episode high, which should be done with the writing, but it doesn't come off well. Uh, 100% yeah. see what I mean. Yeah. So, anyways, back to Charlotte. We see that Charlotte is in bed listening to one of Trey's boring stories. Honestly, I don't know why she married Trey. Trey is boring. I don't even want to hear him talk. I don't even know what he's talking about. Just the way he talks. I'm just like, go away. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I don't think Charlotte's an interesting person either. Like, yeah. really and truly. I feel like that's all she's been looking for is someone to just be married and cutesy with. I don't, she doesn't strike yeah. me as an interesting person either. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm just, so, a, I know you're going to get that, but yeah, continue. So she finds a way to tell him about the hydraulics and she nervously without words tells him like, you know, they've tried everything else and nothing seems to be working. And Trey has the audacity to be upset and tells her that you can't be serious and walks out of the room. So then we go back to Carrie and Wade's date and Wade hops on a scooter that seems to be too small for him, actually. And he suggests going to his place, that he has a terrace, he has a view, and he has central air. So at first, Carrie was um, resistant, but we all know that Carrie gives into peer pressure. She can be swayed in 4.5 seconds flat. So she agrees. So when they get to the place, Carrie wonders how he can afford this place. And he dodges and says, you know, let me get us some beers first and then we can talk about it. So as she's waiting, an older lady comes by and Wade says, meet my mother. And um, the mom is just like, have fun. Don't stay up too late. This is another reason why I didn't really care for this episode. Again, we talk so much about the lazy writing, but I think this is lazy writing. We have explored this subject a number of times. Even with Vince Vaughn being in a place that isn't his, with Miranda dating someone and he lived with his parents also, like it was just too soon to bring this up again. What did you think? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Actually, I don't know. I don't know why I took this slightly differently because I feel like this one, they were more aggressively focusing on a man who lives at home. But maybe it's because it was Carrie dating him and yeah, the main character. While the others, I feel like they were similar but not quite the same. But I am 100% with you on the repeating storylines too close together because this isn't the first instance I've done that. Like we had a whole season of them repeating that whole 20s versus 30s thing. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I do feel this was slightly different in some way. 
Yeah, you do have a point because it will always be different because Carrie is the main. So it yeah. wasn't like a huge focus when it was Miranda, but it's just because they operate by topics and, you know, all the ladies come together. It was a thing that the guy lived with his parents and then his mom kept, you know, walking in on them. So, yes, it's a different angle because it's Carrie, but. I don't know. It was just too the soon. Same like, kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we okay. just got out of Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. faking in somebody else's house. So it's not exactly the same, but all in the same family. So yeah, no, yeah. I agree with you. And it's always too close together. That's my issue. <laughs> yes. They don't yeah. space it out. So she's telling Samantha and Samantha is all he lives with his parents. You need to dump him. It is not sexy at all. But Carrie is coming up with all these excuses. He's trying to save money. He's trying to get his own place. And he just opened his comic book shop and all that kind of stuff. So Miranda joins them. And then she smiles and exposes her braces. And she asks if it is hideous. And, you know, they're good friends with this. And they say no. Um, We both have had the same journey because we had braces as adults. Yeah. So... So I feel like it's different. What did you say? I said I have Invisalign though. So I do feel like it's oh. different. Oh, yes, that is true. I had actual braces as an adult because my tongue thrusting was separating my teeth. So I was having like a huge gaps everywhere and anywhere. And it was more complex. There were cysts and all, but I want to bore you with the journey. But <laughs> um, I can understand her fear because it's the same questions that you ask your doctor. What is everyone going to think like? The only difference was I did not get the metal like she did. Like Miranda went old school, again, shoehorning the whole adolescence thing and got like the actual metal, severe prison cell jail. But can we say that they didn't have those options? At that yeah, time. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the only difference is she had the metal and all that kind of stuff. They had colors because as we see going further, the younger girl had different colors, but she just went old school and went straight yeah. um, for that one. So I'm, saying, I'm just trying to give context that it wasn't the same because I didn't quite have that, but mm-hmm. different times. Yeah. Because now but even metal braces, um, they're slightly smaller than the ones she had because I considered metal metal braces because. My dentist, who's the one who recommended I get um, braces, was like, he's not sure that I'd be, because I'm like, I don't really want braces as an adult. And he's like, no, like Invisalign, but he's not sure whether my teeth would be suitable for them. So um, when I was like looking around trying to find an orthodontist, the metal braces, like they do have ones that are smaller, not as big as the ones Miranda has. And then you had the clear ones, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there there are more options now than she did, but hers are like really train tracky, like old. Yeah, train I'm not. I'm not faulting her for having that. I was <laughs> just giving like I had the same journey, but I'm giving context like it wasn't that bad because yeah, yeah I yeah. just didn't have the metal one, so I understand yeah. that it was a time thing, and that's what she had. Exactly. But um, hers just looked worse. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in Jenny Bryas, one of Jenny Bryas' dad's restaurants, and then they get champagne compliments of Jenny Bryer. Samantha's reaction to a 13-year-old being able to afford champagne sounds personal. She was really upset about it. She was just like, do you realize a 13-year-old just sent us champagne? Why is she sending us this? And I was like, oh, what is the backstory to this? So I feel, I feel like if a 13 year old sent me a bottle of Dom P, I'd be like, what the F as well? <laughs> I'd be like, what? 
but then she's well, also met Jenny. She knows the kind of teenager she is. So. Exactly. Like, I think we're past that because, first of all, you have a 13-year-old who's your client, who is hiring a publicist. I mean, that in itself doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> so she should be past that or whatever. And she's seen the way she talks, like you said. So, yeah. So Jenny shows up with her friends and she's impressed that she knows Carrie. There are two of her friends and the one on the left is Peyton List, who I've followed her journey since she was young and guiding light. Thank you. And everybody best knows her. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying thank you. It was bugging me where I knew her from. Thank you so much. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I followed her from Guiding Light, and then she started getting roles, getting roles, and then she became mainstream. But most people might know her from Mad Men. She was Roger Sterling's second wife, the young wife. So it's just interesting to watch everyone be so young. And they're, like, proper teenagers as well. Oh, yeah. my God, sorry. I was watching it. I was really doing my head in. And I considered <laughs> going to look her up, then I got lazy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Again, part of the fun of rewatching, seeing all the guest stars and where they are now. Mm-hmm. So, Miranda tries to bond with the other teen with her braces. But um, the girl is like, no, my braces are sapphire. And then she tells Miranda that she has the old-fashioned braces. So, <clears throat> I guess there were different kinds and Miranda just went old school school and just didn't know what her options were i don't know so carrie is taken aback at how old they sound and dress and because they're talking about like fucking a guy and all that stuff and honestly even i was uncomfortable at 13 (laughs) (laughs) it was just very um yeah so extremely inappropriate i'm sorry there's no two ways about it yep yeah it definitely was like if if samantha is uncomfortable you know you're going too far (laughs) because they're children (laughs) they're legit children they're 12 and 13 because she's turning 13 right so i'm guessing some of them are 12 some are 13 (laughs) it's disgusting Yeah. yeah So Carrie is at her apartment doing what she calls work and she wonders if they're dressing like 30, if the 13 year olds are dressing like 30 somethings or if they're the ones, the 30 something year olds dressing like teenagers. And then she asked the question in today's youth obsessed culture, are the women her age turning into responsible, mature adults or are they 34 going on 13? thoughts on this week's questions not my children are not my children my friends are not 34 getting on 13 <laughs> sorry Carrie I don't know what to tell you my adult <laughs> friends are very much adults <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you Carrie <laughs> I just didn't understand it was just like the women turn into responsible like, okay hey, it was dumb because even carrie's 34 year old friends are not children they don't act like they're still in adolescence do you know what i mean carrie's yeah. the only one guilty of that out of all of them so i'm like girl what are you talking about yeah she's just projecting at this yes. point so miranda's on a date with a cute guy his name is lance bloom a senior editor but um they're talking and, you know, she's been on the liquid diet, but then she feels brave enough to go out and eat. But she gets a lot of food stuck in her braces. 
And he tells her, oh, you have a little something in there. She's like, oh, I just got these. I have to get used to it because she's thinking it's like a piece of something just stuck in there. And she looks into the knife and it's like a whole farm up Mm -hmm. in there. That's the best way I can put it. And he asks her, so what is what is it like to kiss someone with these? And she's just mortified (laughs) because she covers her mouth and all that. And I, I know it's a concern because it was a concern of mine when I got mine. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to kiss someone when we get stuck together. I'm going to be embarrassed. But it really wasn't an issue, to be honest. I, just, mm-hmm. I didn't have any issues with it. But I, it, it's a valid concern when you get that. And then yeah. he makes it worse by joking and says, well, I guess a blowjob is out the question. And then Miranda really looks like she wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. So Miranda tells Carrie about the whole ordeal and declares that she's never dating again. Miranda says, but actually, she'd never date a guy with braces even now. Hmm. What did you think about that? I thought that was nonsense. But anyway, that's to each her own. I would. I don't think I'd have an issue with it, to tell the truth, at all. Would you? I actually don't even know. Hmm. Well, I think because I've had braces, I know it's not like so terrible. So probably I would. Yeah, I but feel it's like just... I see more adults nowadays with um braces, braces. or some yeah. kind of odontics. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. And usually it's going to be like a year, you know, it's not that deep. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like they're way more important things. Even in shallow rankings, I feel like they're way more important things to me than someone who's actually improving their teeth you know yeah man we're a shallow community man everyone's just concerned about optics i my shallowness runs in other ways like height (laughs) (laughs) how they look rather than like if they have braces like that's not a permanent thing and their teeth are gonna look better when they're done so yeah for me personally i don't think i'd care but to eat your own so well Carrie is in the same line because she's like that's a little childish isn't it and I know what they're trying to do because again I'm telling you that the flow and transition was weird because she tells Miranda isn't that childish they don't even give Miranda a chance to answer because the next scene is Carrie and Wade just chilling in the terrace and Wade's mom offering Carrie lemonade and cookies I get what they're trying to do to show like she's being like a child again visiting a boy and she's offering but it was just weird to me like isn't that childish and the next thing you see is cookies and lemonade (laughs) and okay this sounds really bad carrie's just not charming enough to pull that off you know what i mean yeah it's just it just comes across as bratty and irritating and thinking no grown woman i feel like someone else with more charm could have gotten a lot more mileage out of it but her it was just immediately irritating yes i agree and then to make things even worse, she's like, you know what? Living with your parents are not that bad. They are like servants you don't have to pay. I don't think that age well. Good <laughs> <Ooh>. child. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Trey decides to go to couples counseling, counseling with Charlotte. So the therapist says they could try creating their own language because apparently... 
they're uncomfortable talking about sexual parts and private parts. And then he tells her, like, you could come up with a name that makes you comfortable. So she decides to name her vagina Rebecca. So random. So, so random. But she says she's always liked the name. So they asked Trey to name his penis. And this is a whole thing. He likes to sail. He doesn't want to say sail. He has a thing. And then he ends up with, was it schooner or schooner? Schooner. Schooner. Mm-hmm. And you know Charlotte is like overly excited. Okay, Schooner and Rebecca they go together. I'm like, okay, girl. But all these scenes, I know, like <laughs> I don't know, I was just so irritated with these scenes. I found it hard to enjoy them because I just see Charlotte trying so hard and her horrible husband. I generally felt like I thought it was horrible how he was treating her. I don't know. This is like yeah. real adult stuff. I'm just like, you're completely minimizing this woman's very valid concerns. You basically didn't really tell her the truth before you guys got married. And yeah. he, he's like, his resentfulness about her trying to make improvements was just like making me so angry. I just really feel for her with this storyline in particular, just because... I just can't imagine being in a situation like that and then your husband not even trying to help trying. You just under the rug and pretend like nothing's happened. And I'm like, do you really think this is going to work for a marriage for the rest of your life? Like what? <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know. I've, I know there's like comedy in it, but those things make me angry. I'm not even going to lie to you. And I think that's what happens when, you know, the way she set it up, the marriage is surprised because now Trey thinks his work is done. I've given yes. you what you wanted. You have a husband who's devoted to you, who loves you. Everything else is icing on the cake. So I don't have to work so hard. Yeah, that's so. a really good point. Yeah. So, so the therapist gives them homework and is like, when you get home, lie down side by side and share a sexual fantasy that you have and we see them at home all of a sudden and then charlotte has a childish sexual fantasy i know everybody has their own fantasies but to me it was childish because she's all like i'm a fairy princess on a unicorn two things that don't exist i get it it's a fantasy but i don't you know don't bring i just here's the thing i don't like things that involve anything that might be remotely close to reminding me of children let me put it that way. We went to, when I was on vacation, there was like an erotic um, museum and we went there and in some section, there were sections where we were seeing like kids or baby. I don't even, no. don't take me to an erotic museum. I even have anything remotely close to children on there. I don't want it. I feel like this is how pedophiles try to make pedophilia normal. I'm sorry. Yeah. They try to sneak it in and say, oh, it's a fantasy. Oh, why are you fantasizing about children? I don't care if it's your fantasy. It should not be treated as something normal. It's deviant. And I don't care whatever you say. Because things that start off as a fantasy can also become reality. And you're letting people know that it could be okay. That's how people are trying to slide it in. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't even want any parts of it. Like, even things, like, if it comes to, like porn or everything anything that says teen or i don't even want parts of i don't even want to be a jar adjacent to anything like that so i don't care you can say i'm shaming you yes i am shaming you (laughs) (laughs) so when she's saying fairy princess unicorn i'm just thinking about kids that don't believe in that so it was just like ugh, 
I'm not here for this. Do you know what it is, Michelle? It's because she's still stuck in the mind of a child, I feel, when it comes to marriage. She's always had her dream of like, oh, my white wedding and my prince charming, blah, blah, blah. So she has immature thoughts about marriage in that aspect. So it's manifesting in her fantasies, right? But yes, I agree, it's still wrong. I don't think it's just marriage. I've said it repeatedly on the show that I just think Charlotte is stuck as a 12-year-old in everything. That's why she <laughs> whines when she talks and she, I don't want to hear. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Trey is like, it's Trey's turn and they're asking him for his and he's like, I'm in hell. I can't do this. I'm a respected surgeon. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. That is even angrier. I'm sorry. <laughs> When he said that, I was just like, what the fuck? I was okay. like, he's the worst. He's the worst. Because he's properly making this woman feel like she's crazy. I, yeah. I can't stand like that. Mm, mm-mm. I know everyone says gaslighting nowadays, but this is gaslighting. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he continues further and is like, we've been dealing with this for weeks and you should just accept that I am not that sexual of a person. And I'm sorry, like, you know, you you deserve better. I don't deserve you, and I'm sorry. And then he turns around and then goes to bed. Mm. And that was that. So we see Wade and Carrie trying to get it in at, at her place. And all of a sudden, they get a call, and it's his mom. And she goes into this long diatribe about dog medicine on the answering machine. Yeah. Of course, it's over because you hear your mom's voice. That's it. Nothing else is happening on that. And then they pick up the phone. And then he talks to her. And then she even asked to speak to Carrie. And then she's like, are you mad at me? It, uh, I was irritated. I, I did not like this episode, Nana. I did not. There was just not nothing to enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. So Charlotte is in the middle of the night. And hears odd noises. And she goes to the bathroom. And she walks in on Trey. Jacking off to a magazine. Listen, I just think this made things worse. On one Thank hand, you. you could be like, <laughs> you could be like, oh, he can get it up, or he actually has sexual fantasies. But on the other hand, oh my God, so you actually this have- was a gut punch. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, because that means it's you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that means it's you. And the fact that how he's reacted to her concerns. And the thing is, honestly, come on. Real life happens. Men suffer with impotency, all of that. But how he's acted from the very beginning, I feel like has been disgusting to your brand new wife. Brand new wife. And she's clearly going out of her mind and feeling less than. You're doing nothing, nothing to mitigate those feelings. And then you have the cheat to be jacking off in a bathroom after once again making her feel like shit for trying to find a solution to your problems. He's actually scum. I'm sorry. Just in a nicer veneer, but he's a horrible person for this, in my opinion. Yeah. His two major crimes was not telling her, especially since he knew of this issue and also the way he's handling it, like not even trying to help solve the situation or make her feel better. Mm-hmm. So they're back at the therapist and Charlotte is like, he told me that he's not a sexual person. And all of a sudden I see him jerking off. And the therapist and then Trey is like, this is not a sexual thing. It's a tension release and it helps me sleep. The therapist is like, well, what magazine was it? And they both say jugs. So the therapist now says, this is positive because since it's jugs, we know he isn't gay. 
don't know. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. Not true. I mean, you can solve one thing down. <laughs> he's making he's his like, way to the list. <laughs> and then he's like, well, now you can, um, now you just have to find a way to integrate your wife into your sexual routine. And they're like, huh? But then we move on to Miranda and Miranda's in a meeting and she's giving a presentation and then she hears, um, her coworkers, her partners, their men laughing. And she just stops and is like, do you want to laugh at my braces? Like, you could just stop. Like, if you think it's funny, you can say what you want to say to my face. But then they stop and they're just like, no, we're just laughing at the typo on page three. And then at that moment, she decides that second adolescence was too painful. And she removed her braces and just went back to being a tongue thruster. Sorry, this... Uh-huh. This is what I wanted to ask you. First of all, she says she got braces because she was having, like, constant headaches. I'm just like, girl, you can't stick this out for, like, a few months. But anyway. um, Secondly, did I imagine it? Didn't she have braces for longer? What do you mean? All of this. Either Miranda or Cynthia. Like, I can't... Cynthia Nixon, I can't remember. I swear she had braces for longer than one episode. Oh, I do not remember. I guess we're going to find out. But I legit thought I was going crazy. Because I don't know why I distinctly remember her having braces for, like, quite a while. Oh, my oh. God. Okay. I guess we'll I don't remember. Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's the actress and not the character that I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Could be. Because I'm yeah. big memories, but... I don't have memories that I'm secure in answering any questions. Yeah, but I don't know why it just stuck in my head. But anyway, yeah, maybe I should Google it. But anyway, yeah, sorry. So we move forward and we see that Trey is masturbating again. And as he's flipping the pages, man, those are the bad old days because you have to masturbate. You have to flip pages. It's a lot of work. And <laughs> she see, <laughs> he sees that she has pasted her face all over the magazine so over the ladies jugs I, I i just wonder how they never address the fact that so is it the fact that you're attracted to big boobs is that what it is because where are we going you. with this but i feel like there was a lot more we could have gone into in yeah. that but yeah i feel you so she put her face all over the women's jugs and i guess that that is the homework done of incorporating her into it but again i still don't see what she gets out of it Thing. She still doesn't get anything out of it. So not a solution. And she's still the one doing all the work while he's pretending like nothing's wrong. So he could go fuck himself. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think it would have been really terrible if he flipped the page, saw her face, and then lost his erection. That would have been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so he has, oh, so, oh, my gosh. So what is it? So clearly he has no problem having an erection. So it, the problem is Charlotte, then. It has to be. Well, Okay. I remember what happens afterwards and yeah. further down. And I, and the, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, I can't wait for us to get to that part because I can't. Now I'm trying to figure out. So what was the problem? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But no, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. So we're at the bar mitzvah and it's basically like a red carpet event. And yet another example, she comes out and people are trying to get on the list and Samantha's telling them they're not on the list. 
Um, Jenny comes out and everyone starts screaming. And I promise, guys, that was the end of the scene. That was it. And then Samantha smiles coyly to herself. And then that was it. And I'm Samantha like, looked great, though, I have to say. Good on her. But I was too yeah. focused on, like, so what? what, what, what okay. <laughs> I was just annoyed. <laughs> so Wade and Carrie are listening to records. And he brings up Canadian Supergrass which is like $400 an ounce. And Carrie notes like, huh, it doesn't look like he's saving for his own apartment <laughs> if he's spending that much. I know, that's week. a hell of a lot of money to spend that on week. Like, what the money. heck? Yeah. Again. And I bet with inflation even. Whew, but anyway. Yeah. So that was it. And then we go back to the party where they just showed us a second of the red carpet. And Samantha is listening to their inappropriate conversation. Jenny's saying how she's going to fuck three, of f- three out of five of the sync guys. And then the other one is saying, like, I heard the two are gay anyways. And Samantha asked them that, you know, they're young and they have the whole of their lives to start having sex at least till at 15. That made me laugh because <laughs> like... <laughs> She said, just wait two more years. Two more years, and then he can start having sex. And then Jenny's like, please, I've been giving BJ since I was 12. And then the other friend chimes in and is like, it's the only way to get guys to like you. And Samantha's like, that is not true. And, you know, it is disheartening. You just see, because it is real life. This is what happens, you know, to people. And and it's just, you, you don't get to have your childhood. So it's just sad. So. Samantha tells us that she realizes that she had been resenting Jenny for everything she had, but she had something no amount of money could buy, which was a childhood. So this was all well and good, but I really wish, again, and this is me asking too much for Sex and the City, they had, di- they had dove into why it bothered her so much, I guess. Because it really was personal for Samantha, but I still don't know if I can say why she took that very personally. And my guess is like it would have tied to something into why, how sexual Samantha is now and her yeah. childhood. But I also understand it's a comedy. We're going surface. It's too much to ask. But yeah, that would have been nice. I 100% agree with you. But yeah, like you said, we know what we're dealing with. I think the frustrating thing about Sex and the City is that they always hint at these deeper issues or they yeah. present these deeper issues, but then treat them like a comedy. So that's kind of where the disconnect is. Sometimes I'd rather them just not bring it up. Let's just keep it light rather than introduce these like potential, potentially harmful themes or storylines. And then you don't do any delving into it. So it's kind yeah. of treated like a joke when they deserve to be treated with more, I don't know, with more depth, I guess. But yeah, I feel like sometimes that's where they go wrong. Just be a yeah. comedy. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. So we switch back to Carrie and Wade and they're eating fried chicken, which looks so good. At the time I watched, I was hungry. So <laughs> and, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm laughing because exactly the same. I was just like, ooh, I could do some fried chicken. <laughs> so um they're high at this point and she he says that she's thirsty. Instead of going to go get some water or anything, she gets a hose, turns on the hose on him, and they start a foot fight. Again, the adolescents thing, throwing chicken at each other, spraying water on each other. They look over the terrace because they're throwing chicken over the balcony and they see his parents' car and Wade freaks out. He tells Carrie that they told him if they ever caught him, 
smoking weed again, that they would kick him out and he would have nowhere to go. And they're, he's looking for the bag of weed. And as they're looking for it, they walk in. And then his mom was like, is that marijuana that I smell? And he's like, no. And Carrie's like, no, it's not. And then she says, then what is this? And she finds the bag of weed. And way like the fuckboy that he is, instantly blames Carrie that Carrie's the one who brought it in there. And Carrie takes it in like a champ. And she's like, yes, Mrs. Adams, I'm the one who brought it in there. And I'm taking it with me as I go. I would have done the exact same thing. It made me laugh so much. I would have done the exact same thing. (laughs) So the next thing we see is her smoking pot and she's sharing it with the girls. And by the girls, I mean Miranda and Samantha because we are not surprised that Charlotte does not partake in stuff. So... Um, Carrie maybe tells because them, they think she's married now So she won't be yeah. Fair enough But um, I'm thinking in the past And I don't think I've seen her Participate And stuff like that So well yeah. yeah But then we end the episode with Carrie in a voiceover Telling us that she decides She's 34 going on 35 But it's important sometimes To have a 13 year old moment To remember the simpler times which I thought was great and true and apt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't that need was... to. That that was what the episode was about, and I don't think I need to reiterate one more time my thoughts on the episode because I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing it. So yeah, I didn't hate watching it. I was just I was so angry at the Trey and Charlotte storyline that that's what kind of colored it for me. The rest was just like whatever, typical Sex and City nonsense. But yeah, yeah, it was it was a not their best, yeah. But I didn't mind it too much. I've had worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Tank, can you please tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, sure. You can find us at the Rewatch Times 2. That is at T H E R E W A T C H X 2. That's our handle on Instagram, our handle on Twitter. And if you'd like to send us an email at gmail.com. And please don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to us on. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, I always say please give us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. Yeah, thank you guys. And we hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.